Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Futsal Independent Podcast with me, Carl Wilkinson. Thank you for listening in. I want to wish you all a very happy new year. Hope you've had a good Christmas break. The first podcast of 2019 and it feels like there's a lot of individual things to catch up on that I didn't manage to cover in and around the Christmas period so rather than having the the original plan of fitting a podcast in the middle somewhere didn't end up happening spent some time with family hope you did the same but plenty to catch up on over December and the first week or two of 2019 as well so England futsal in all different forms looking forward to this calendar year of the National League some of the social media points from the end of 2018 as well as a few shout outs for some of the accounts, uh, some of the people I've been speaking to, speaking to me, some of the accounts that you guys should be following on Instagram and Twitter as we head into the new year. So we finished 2018 in the National League with London Helvetia leading the way in the Super League. 10 wins from 10, a 59 goal difference and a full 30 points. Realistically, doesn't look like anybody is capable of catching them. If anybody can take points off them, then that might keep some kind of hope in it for Sussex. Uh, but it's unlikely. It's really a matter of when and not if they secure the title. Been through a bit of a rough patch of their own, Helvetia. So Russell Goldstein, been out for uh, quite a while now. Rayoni Medina, Stuart Cook, both struggling with injuries towards the back end of 2018. Liam Palfreyman. Uh, leaving to go and play in the Spanish 2B league. So Elvetia have missed quite a few players, which probably probably explains the reason for them bringing in new players this early. So announcing two transfers early January or mid-January, including uh, Ivan Moreno from Inter, Inter movie star in Spain. Definitely one to watch. Meanwhile, in Division 1 North, Bolton lead the way at the halfway point. Cheshire, Tranmere, Sheffield and Derby trailing the way behind them. University and Nottingham way down in sixth. But they have got quite a few games. They've got four games to make up on Bolton. Their next game is Bolton at Bolton on the 20th of January. So uh, a potential season-defining one for Bolton. If they can, if they can hold off Nottingham, gives them... Uh, that will give them encouragement as they head into the home straight. Still the most competitive league for me. Still the best division that we've got in the country. Division 1 South. London United are leading the way on 24 points. London International, Pro Futsal and Enfield taking up the places behind them all on 12 points. And the one frustrating thing we, we do have with the league is that there's huge disparity between games played across the divisions, across the, the teams, especially those that are trying to be promoted. Some teams have played uh, almost all of their games so far. Some teams have played half. Division 2 North and Bolton Development leading the way in that one as well. But they have played more games than second place Newcastle Development. Manchester Development sitting in third currently with Wigan just behind. But the last showing I've seen from a Manchester development team was against Bolton in the FA Cup. Against Bolton's development team. 
where they won on the day and thoroughly won on the day. So I think there's more to come from the Manchester side. But they are they're very much a development team. So as soon as they get a player in the type of player they did in Rafe Barber, uh, no sooner had they got him, he was moved straight up into the first team at Manchester. So Rafe doing uh, really, really well as a 16, 17-year-old, something, however old he is. Um, doing brilliant things to be straight into the first team at Manchester. Division 2 Midlands, and it's a shootout between Bedford and Worcester. Both sat top of the table on 18 points. The only thing separating them at the moment is the goal difference. So Bedford in first and Worcester in second. Reading Royals trailing behind them, having played two games more. So it's hard to see past Bedford and Worcester for the, the promotion this season. Division 2 South and Basingstoke leading the way. Albeit they have played more games than second place Chelsea Foundation. In the Women's North, Foul Coast Ladies, or previously Morecambe, have won four from four. Cheshire and Manchester with six points apiece in second and third. But again, realistically, same as Helvetsu. If anybody can take points off filed, that will be quite some performance. In the Women's Midlands, Peterborough United Ladies have played six and won five. So they're out in front with 15 points. Birmingham and Loughborough in second and third on nine points. Down in the south, London Helvetia ladies, top of the table on nine points, having won three from three. London United women on nine points, having played five. And Fusion on nine, having played six. So as with the others, it's looking very much like a filed Peterborough, London Helvetia trio from the three divisions. And we've also had FA Cup action across December. So in the men's, played across two separate weekends in December. In the women's, the regional qualifiers have taken place this weekend. So that puts some of the teams in the preliminaries. So that FA Futsal Cup round one draw in full is Worcester against London International. Richmond against Kettering Development. Manchester Development have received a bye, so they will go into the second round. Pro Futsal London against Kettering. Reading Royals against Loughborough Development. Uni of Nottingham against Enfield. Chelsea Foundation will play Grimsby, who had a brilliant run last year making the semi-finals. Sheffield against Pro Futsal Development. Uni of Chichester Received a walkover against Gateshead, so they will proceed into the second round. Bedford will play Newcastle Development. Tranmere Rovers will play Wigan. Wigan advance following Bolton's disqualification in the prelim round after beating Wigan. Hull will play Warriors. Sunderland have received a walkover against Aylesbury. We'll progress into the second round. Braintree will take on Genesis. And Cheshire will play Newham Sports. So all games as of FA full-time scheduled to be played over the 13th, over this weekend. Whether some have to be rearranged, whether some get moved, will remains to be seen. So in the FA Futsal Cup for the women, we've got Cheshire Ladies against Liverbird Futsal. Kettering Ladies will play the University of Birmingham Ladies. Liverpool Futsal by the University of Liverpool Women. London Fusion will take on the South West winner, which is Elite Soccer Ladies. London United Women's will take on Birmingham Women. 
Loughborough ladies will face London Helvetia ladies. So there are one or two teams there which have received a bye past the preliminaries into round one. There's also the Fylde Coast ladies game against North East winners which were the foundation of light scholars. And Tranmere Rovers will take on Manchester women. So all this geared towards the finals weekend. A bank holiday weekend. So Friday the 4th of May. Through until Monday the 7th. All at St George's Park. Capturing youth. Capturing schools. Women's. Men's. The women's league final will also be played on the Friday night I think. So plenty of action down at St George's Park coming up. Hopefully one where we'll see you there. Also in December, it was the fifth edition of the European Deaf Futsal Championships, where both England's men and women were representing. So the men finished ninth in their championships, but more impressively, over the last 12 months, have moved from 24th up to 12th in the rankings. Meanwhile, the women in their championships finished 4th over in Finland, and also playing during that period was the England partially sighted men's. So again, European Championships in the B2, B3 category out in Georgia. And they finished third, taking the bronze medal. That also means for the partially sighted team that they've now taken three medals in their last three tournaments. So plenty of stuff going on in terms of futsal, in terms of England. Not always something that we get to hear about. But good to shine a light on the stuff that's being done across the abilities and across the, the genders. As if that wasn't enough, one of the most exciting things that took place just before Christmas was the England under-19s. So they travelled out to face Portugal. So not just European heavyweights, but world heavyweights of the game in Portugal. Their under-19s comprised uh, basically uh, a sporting team, kind of half the squad play for sporting over in Portugal. So a real, real strong team. Played them twice. In the first game, edged out 3-2. Took some good praise from both uh, the Portugal head, co uh, head coach and from Michael Scubala, who was taking the England team in place of uh, Pete Valance. So Michael Scubala had this to say after game one. This was a game we picked as a programme to try and test this group against what we know is world-class opposition. They applied themselves very well, but we know tournament futsal is tough as we play back-to-back -back games and then today will be harder. So talking ahead of the second game, which they then went on to lose 10-2, in fairness. But that first game showing real signs of encouragement. Also brought on nice words after the first game from Portugal head coach so Jose Luis Mendes. It was the first time we played with England and they surprised us positively. With good quality of play, the English were very intense defensively and this created us difficulties in our construction process. We were also not effective in the finalisation chapter and this has been keeping our opponents in the discussion of the game. We will try to correct some aspects in tomorrow's game where we will have to be more solid. So some reflection for the Portuguese on that but also some really nice words for the under-19s. To go there and surprise the Portuguese positively is one thing, but then also talking about how the Portuguese struggled in their in their build-up, so in the construction process as it's translated, but then also in the finalisation chapter, so not 
able to to finish the chances off which keeps the the opposition in the game so everything i've mentioned so far on england or the senior team in that without the ball we are a good side in the main uh, not outstanding but certainly good without the ball if we can add the little bit of spark the little bit of flair needed to to punish teams in the periods we do have the ball then we're well on our way to becoming uh, a good international team some more to mention on internationals and England but this time talk of the World Cup so we had the draw for the preliminary round of the World Cup the qualification process England placed in Group A along with hosts Latvia Cyprus and Gibraltar so that will be played in Latvia at the end of this month so January 29th through to February 3rd is the period and the schedule sees that England will play Gibraltar on the 30th they'll play Cyprus Cyprus on the 31st and then they will play Latvia on the 2nd of February the winner of the group will then go on to play in group 8 of the main draw Portugal the runner-up in the group will go on to play in group 4 which has Italy which I know from speaking to some of the team will be really interesting if we get Italy so the team I'm sure the the players would love to face Italy undergoing their own transitional period at the moment um, so it would be really good to see England face off against Italy the rest of the groups in full so group B is Belarus Norway Kosovo and Andorra group C Macedonia Albania Greece and San Marino group D Georgia Denmark Germany and Israel group E Belgium Sweden Armenia and Malta so interesting one for Damon being out in the, the Maltese National League group F Bosnia and Herzegovina Turkey Switzerland and Scotland group G Netherlands Montenegro Bulgaria Estonia and then in group H Finland Moldova Wales and Northern Ireland so a little bit of a shame that no uh, Wales and Northern Ireland have come together I'm sure they would like to have played a different nation a pair of them but offers Wales the chance for revenge from the home nations and if nothing else gives the the chance for familiarity at least in preparation for playing against the opponent So moving on to some social media and I want to focus on the stuff that I spoke about just before Christmas so I don't want to get into some of the things that have happened in between and I asked two questions first question was in whatever capacity you have in futsal will you have a New Year's futsal resolution so we got a few responses which I'll go through starting with South Ribble Futsal, so at SR underscore Futsal. Yes, aim to get another age group session running and slowly build a club. So that's Greg, AGB photo. If you've seen his photos for the England games and some of the UEFA Champions League and things like that. Working with South Ribble, slowly trying to build the club. So 
taking things nice and steady also helps out with grassroots football and out photographing non-league and things like that so busy guy doing well in the South Ribble area so the aim is to get another session running slowly form that into more of a club Alison Palmer so at Alison Palmer 65 yes to find more indoor venues that are futsal friendly so a good one a key one particularly down south and I think good practice for everybody and there's been some discussion of venues on Twitter over the last few weeks um, I think we all need to find more and more venues all the time uh, if if for no other reason other than putting regular venues under pressure so having an alternative always gives you that edge at Dago Footy to keep learning hopefully get on Futsal A license when it rolls out so another good one focusing on personal development quite a few of the UEFA B Futsal coaches now out there more UEFA B's being put on more level 2's being put on so hopefully A license in the pipeline Ian Dipper so at Dip and Swerve to help players understand the game better in terms of technical skills and tactical decision making uh, which was a little bit vague and some of these are vague some are more specific than others uh, so then I pressed and said what are your initial plans for technical skills uh, and the reply was those you see regularly in games I'm compiling a list at the moment so if Ian you're listening to this I'd love to see that list when you start to put that together for those that do know me, my background from a coaching perspective, I'm very much focused on technique. So technical skills, uh, the tactical side of the game is good and is interesting and is, is lovely and all the rest of it. But I consider myself very much a, a technical coach and a technique coach rather than a manager as such. I'd rather be working with players in small groups of ones and twos and threes working on technique rather than working as team and particularly um, kind of no interest in men's and, and things like that so Hannah at double nutmegs keep improving and get a win on the board in the National League and personally get my level one in refereeing so a two-pronged approach from Hannah playing for Derby Futsal in the Midlands so to keep improving is a constant and to get a win on the board in the National League for Derby. So hopefully the Derby ladies can do that in the next couple of months. And then good to see somebody mentioning the refereeing as well to either go out there and start refereeing or at least to get an appreciation of the laws of the game, to get an appreciation of what the referees deal with. At Matt Futsal Fijos, which sounds really strange Matt because I've just realised that I've never said your name or your surname out loud before. So apologies if I've said that wrong. But another year in my futsal coach development plan. So again, another vague one. So I said, what does that entail? More education, experience, travel, and some storytelling to connect with like-minded individuals. And for anybody that does know Matt, and most of you will know Kiwi Matt, if there's one thing he, he has in abundance, it's the ability to tell a story. Looking forward to some more of that this year, Matt. Andy Lindridge. So at Andy underscore Lindridge. Tie up all my loose ends and focus more. So again, define focus more. And that was probably involved in too much at the minute. So National League futsal, books, futsal, junior football and men's football. Going into 2019 needs to put aside time to get the UEFA B signed off first and foremost. And then concentrate on Sunderland futsal 
and continuing our growth. So a, a far more specific response when pressed. Chris Horton, so at Hippie Hammer. Um, for those that do know Chris, uh, quite abrasive at times, I think I can say. Um, but always trying to push, always trying to improve. Uh, yes, to seek nomination and appointment onto the FA National Futsal League Committee, as this is where the power lies in order to introduce improvements. Wish me luck. Good luck, Chris. Garth Smith, so at Garth W. Smith, to go with gut decisions when coaching in sessions and managing on match days or game days. So again, that's quite specific. Um, there's obviously a lot of reflection taking place there for Garth. Uh, perhaps some overthinking in certain circumstances. Jack, so at jackdon.com. Get promoted with Basingstoke Futsal. Hopefully I can help that. Well, Jack, the way things are going at the moment, I think Basingstoke will be promoted. Good luck. Peter Henriksen, so at henriksen78. Tough question. Best I could do is convince my coaching colleagues at the club that futsal is far better than a traditional 4v4 indoor game. So Peter based out in Denmark, where everything is predominantly football, and then they use futsal as a kind of winter training tool. And then Damon Shaw turned the question round on me and said, what's yours? Uh, which was quite ironic at the time because I hadn't really thought about mine. Um, incidentally, I don't think Damon answered the question, or if he did, I can't find it. Uh, but in terms of my own, it's more of the same, really. 2018 was a really, really good year, both in terms of futsal and personally. Um, the best year I can remember, in fairness. I would go so far to say that. 53 games, I think it was, in the end that I covered um, in terms of photography and tweeting and, and generally being gobby on Twitter. Um, can't keep my mouth shut. I should be aware. Um, but, yeah, more of the same. Um, in fact... It's, it's more than more of the same. It's to push ahead now to find different ways of delivering more content, engaging content, content that people want to see, people that want to read, watch and listen. So I'd already said a big thank you on Twitter at kind of Christmas time. But again, thank you for, for listening in, tweeting, retweeting, uh, liking, sharing, all the kind of stuff on... I don't really post much on Facebook. There is a Futsal Indie Facebook page, um, the majority of the, the work goes through Twitter. I say work, it's not work. But thank you. Um, the one thing I will be doing throughout the, the next few weeks, months, into the next kind of year and into next season, on the same kind of vein as pushing more content, is I'll be teaming up with Rob Smith. Most of you will know Rob um, from his, his videos and the, the film work that he does. So I'll be teaming up with Rob to push the Futsal Independent more, to develop a website, um, acting almost like a one-stop shop. And I don't really like that term, but acting as a one-stop shop. But teaming up to push it as, a, as an independent futsal channel, an independent inclusive futsal channel. So we will be covering men's, women's, youth. We will be covering where we can, the England setup, including the, the range of abilities as well. Which kind of leads into the second question that I asked, and that would be, would you subscribe to a futsal media platform for a small monthly fee? Mixed response. Some people outright straight away said, yes, I would. Uh, and I'm talking a small monthly fee. I'm not, you know, kind of £5 a month, something like that. 
you get four weeks of content. It's basically a pound a week. And the aim is not to become rich. We're never going to become rich um, developing something like this. It's simply to to recover a little bit of cost. There's obviously money put into equipment, expensive equipment, in fairness. Um, it's not really a time thing. Most of us are at these games anyway, so we're not looking to recover money for time. It's the, it's the cost of travelling to these places, it's the cost of the equipment and, and all the kind of rest of the things that come with that. But if we can provide engaging content, if we can provide interviews and podcasts and get to other places that people haven't currently, uh, along with videos, so again in them three formats, so written, audio, video, looking to provide value really. And if, if you guys are willing to support that, like you've been supporting the podcast, in the kind of 200 to 300 people that have been listening every kind of week to two weeks as it's turned out for a couple of pounds a month we can then redistribute that hopefully so cover the cost of traveling to places and meeting with people and the, the cost of the equipment and things like that but we've then got photographers up and down the country that are doing their thing and most of them are doing the same kind of stuff that that we've been doing so they're not really getting paid for it but if we can create a central platform if we can create some kind of small amount of revenue we can put a bit back into the photographers. We can put a bit back into youth teams. We can redistribute the money back into futsal. Um, so that's the plan. That's the aim for this year, really. Hopefully, you guys can can get on board with that and support that in the in the small way that you can. Um, and I did say leading up to the Christmas period, to uh, 2019 would be the year of collaboration. So Lancashire FA doing some really good work at the moment. So putting together a steering group to look at a few different areas it's available on the lancashire fa website they've tweeted about it a few times i've retweeted it and stuff like that so led by a chap called ian mackie but putting together a steering group so they've asked people to come forward uh, and i'm sure there'll be there'll be quite a few people put their name forward to get involved in that from a, a northwest point of view certainly from a lancashire point of view um, i've not put my name forward purely on the basis that uh, with having the futsal indie and then pushing the aiming to push the, the channel, the platform, um, I don't want to be seen as kind of pushing my own thing. Happy to help wherever I can, but I don't want to be accused of trying to get involved in something like that just for my own gain, because um, it's simply not the case. And then finally, just some mentions for some of the accounts that have been posting decent things. Two of them new accounts, in fairness. Um, at Futsal Goalkeeper Union, so at Futsal GKU, over on Instagram have created a channel purely for the futsal goalkeeper. So if you're a goalkeeper, if your child is a goalkeeper, go and check them out on Instagram, at futsalgku, so futsal goalkeeper union. Um, so help promoting the English game from a, a goalkeeper's perspective. We'll have uh, a saves of the week, so kind of montage, highlight of saves that have gone on the week before in the National League. Also clips from abroad, so I would imagine Italy and Spain are going to feature... Uh, quite highly in there, kind of South America, Portugal, places like that. Um, and also drills, practices, things like that. So tips and tricks, definitely a place to check out over on Instagram. At Stats4S, so Stats for Sport on Twitter. They've recently announced a partnership with the FA Futsal Referees. So that'll see Mark Burkett and the team use their platform, including the video analysis. So want to watch if you're a coach, if you're maybe an assistant coach or if you're an analysis person, if stats are your thing, 
Uh, there are one or two people I can think of at the top of my head. This is this is perfect for get in touch with the guys. So at stats for S on Twitter, uh, and I'm not being paid to say any of this. Uh, not so much a shout out for an account, but uh, at Peter Prickett. So if you don't follow Peter already, then you should do. But he posted a blog last week on the difference between, or not the difference, but the relationship between football and futsal. Somebody that admittedly is in love with football and in football over futsal. But a really, really good article uh, talking about the relationship uh, in, in all different forms. So it's not a short one. If you're going to set some time aside to read it, then then please do so. Uh, but the last account then is Futsal Insights. So at Futsal Insights, led by England international Doug Reid and the Manchester Futsal co-founder Simon Wright. It's back for 2019. So I think the last one was 2017, uh, the last event they put on. So this will be the second event. But this time we'll focus on building a thriving and sustainable club. So I'm not going to spoil it and give away all the speakers and things. But, well, I don't know all the speakers. But um, basketball, rugby, kind of heavyweights really. People that have been around the block. Um, events management, that kind of thing. Um, some really, really good people. If you go over to at Futsal Insights, you can see all the tweets, see all the posts. Check the website out. For those people that are going to be speaking there. Um, not really for the coaches of the game. A little bit more business minded. So for those that are maybe chairman and secretaries. And kind of anybody with a, a club development mindset. That wants to grow. So one of the most insightful. Pun fully intended. Futsal accounts. They don't post that often. But when they do post you know it's of quality. And you know it's worth listening to. Um, so tickets. Think £65 for the early bird while it's still available. That will rise to £85 when they're all gone. Event held in Manchester, and that will be on the 2nd of March. So if you're trying to grow you know, your club, then definitely, definitely want to be at. Um, and the FA have also announced their FA Futsal Conference as well. So no announcement on coaches or speakers or anything that I've seen as yet. But that will be March 16th at St. George's Park also. So March, quite quite a big month. Um, quite annoying really that two come along within the space of two weeks rather than being spaced out. Uh, but it is what it is. So that's it for this episode. If you found this uh, somehow not through Twitter, then go over there and drop a follow. Get involved in the conversations. Uh, at the Futsal Indy, I-N-D-Y. Look out for the stuff that's coming. If you can share and help out and play your part, then I appreciate that. Um, otherwise, good luck to the England lads and the team if I don't get another podcast out before then um, as they fly out at the end of this month. And that's me until next time.